This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of Horror Movie Night. Right now, I'm sitting down with the producer and the star of Diary. Uh, We're also waiting for the director, who should be jumping in shortly as well on this conference call. But first, how about you two introduce yourselves? I'm Claudia Marie Mailer, and I play Marie Clark in the upcoming film Diary. And I'm Samantha Watkins, and I'm a producer on the film Diary. So I do have some questions for you because I've noticed in the years that I've been doing this podcast, obviously we're horror movie night, we're a horror podcast, and horror tends to be like the one genre that people call out if they're like, I like everything except for horror. Are either of you horror (laughs) fans? Were you like drawn to horror or is this kind of your first dabbling into those waters? I I am maybe the biggest worst you'll ever meet I cannot deal with horror whatsoever I get absolutely petrified I remember I watched Paranormal Activity when I was 14 years old when it first came out and I literally had to get my dad to sleep on the floor of my bedroom because I couldn't sleep um that's probably the only dabbling I've had with horror up until this moment which is more like psychological thriller with Diary did you feel like you were confronting any demons from from back then, or are you kind of still like, nope, this hasn't changed me. I, I this is as far as it goes for me with the genre. I think I can I can do the horror, I can act in it, but I cannot watch it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise of the movie is a pretty interesting one. Um, I I wanted to consolidate it into the least spoilery way I could that it's about an Instagram model whose diary is essentially stolen by what seems to be an obsessed fan who's threatening to kill anyone he sees as a danger 
to her and this could have some ties to her past and her having to basically face her past in order to reclaim what she wants and what she's worked to achieve. Uh, which I think, you know, take out the the serial killer aspect of it. It's still a very relatable concept of like needing to face things from your past in order to, to grow. Uh, do and did you have anything that you could pull to connect with that type of storyline? I mean, not really. I mean, I think when it comes to the social media aspect of everything, like obviously my family is all in New Zealand and England and that that's the only way I can stay connected with them through social media. And so I think for me, it was, you know, tying together like how much you want to put of yourself online to like show your family that everything's good and, you know, you're doing well and, you're eating at this restaurant and you're doing this, but then it's also finding the balance of, you know, some of that needs to be private just for the very close people in your life and not for every single person who follows you. So I think that was the tie in for me of finding that balance and, you know, realizing that the real world and the social media world are separate and you don't need to conflate the two. And I think that picking, I'm glad that you brought that up because I guess up until this moment, it didn't even click to me that picking the character to be an Instagram model is actually a really inspired choice because we all know that on social media, we're putting out the best versions of ourselves. And this is definitely a concept about the things that we keep hidden from when we're displaying the best parts of ourselves. That is 100% it. That's so accurate. And that's what, you know, we all struggle with. And don't get me wrong. I. I have the greatest respect for influencers. I know I couldn't do what they do when it comes to, you know, the responsibility that they have. But at the same time, like, yeah, what they're putting up is just the highlights of their day. We're not seeing everything. And we have to be very well aware of, you know, like not making comparisons for like with ourselves from that. Now, Samantha, I want to go back to you with the the same question I asked earlier. Were you a horror fan before getting into doing Diary? Or were you also like, Claudia, just keep it away from me. I'll, I'll work on the movies for it, but I don't really want to sit down and watch it. Um, I have to say, I, I definitely embrace all genres of film. I do like horror films. I especially like psychological horror films. Um... My one thing I can't do is zombies for whatever reason. <laughs> I, uh, I just, they freak me out. It's like the one trope of horror films that I don't enjoy watching. But um, I do think that with Diary, what's interest, what really makes it a horror film are these privacy issues. And the fact that in our world, especially today, that is the perfect platform for a horror film. It's, our world is... Um, becoming less and less about personal privacy and uh those are the layers that i think we really wanted to explore in diary and i think it makes i think that in the last year or two we have seen a really big shift in a lot of these like social media and tech horror films i I, off the top of my head i could think of cam from like two years ago and in the last couple months the movie host that was made entirely on zoom about the fears of being on Zoom all the time during a pandemic. So like, yeah, it's such a big piece of our life that it's, it's funny because you feel like you watch horror films from the eighties and there's always the argument of like, 
well, if only they had a cell phone, none of this would have happened. And now we have this whole movement where, yeah. like, well, maybe the cell phone's yeah. not so great after all. Right. The cell phone's a weapon. So, Sam, before you got into the production world, you were doing a lot of your own writing and directing. You basically are someone who's worn a lot of hats. Uh, what What is the hat that you ended up feeling the most comfortable wearing? Is it the producer role? I think right now that's kind of what I've leaned into, but I'll always love all aspects of filmmaking. I'm um, obviously a, a film lover. I, I love working in all departments, and I think that I, I think that I can do a better job as a producer having experience in the art department, having experience as a writer, um, having experience as an actor. I think that can bring a lot to um, being a producer in film. And I think that there's something to be said about, you know, you people kind of put everything into these little piles when they think of creating film and creating art of, well, the writer writes everything, the director directs everything and the producer produces. And that's like the simplest version. But there's such a collaborative effort in there where the producer might be in there doing some rewrites or might be giving a perspective on how they think a shot should look uh, and vice versa. So I, I feel like when you're in that producer role specifically, you get to really put wherever your skill sets are to the test for every piece of the film. Which is so fun. Cause I think also part of a part of indie filmmaking, which is why we do this is because we love making movies is you do put your hands in, in kind of every department and, and everybody in a sense does multiple jobs and, you know, never on set did we have somebody say, that's not my job. It was just, you know, everybody's jumping in, helping out. Um, you know, we had this one location, um, which was a giant warehouse in downtown L.A., that we ended up setting up for 10 different locations in the film. And just that, like, fluid movement of creating a set while another scene is being filmed right next to it. You've become a family on set, and everybody's there to support each other. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that we all miss about being on set is this community that's formed with everybody has this one very hyper-focused goal of making a movie. Uh, and Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Uh, I have uh, one big question for you because this is your second film and it is such a stark contrast to your first film, Second Son. So was it weird making that transition into a thriller slash horror genre? No, not really. Um, you know, that was really my, my partner, John Buffalo Mailer's idea. He said, let's do something so um, different to show your wide range. And, um, and so we sort of went, okay, let's do this genre instead and, and have tremendous amount of characters and locations and uh, a much bigger story to deal with. Because my first story was very intimate and very, um, uh, you know, um, it was a small tale. And uh, this, this is a much bigger uh, juggernaut. Yeah, that makes sense. And are you, I I was able to ask Samantha and Claudia earlier, but are you a horror fan yourself or was it more just the challenge of doing something so dramatically different? More the challenge of doing something dramatically different. And the big 
big takeaway for me was because when I do watch these movies is that I always know who did it and I didn't want anybody to know who did it. That was like my, my main goal in terms of at the end of the film. It's like nobody saw it coming. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that that can make or break a movie as well. If you, if you're doing a whodunit movie and within five minutes you're like, oh, it's clearly that person. And then right. it ends up being that person. You're like, well, that was a waste of two hours. But <laughs> but if you're you're always like, ooh, who could, could it be this person? And, and you know, you're, there's always reasons to, to put, oh, but this person could do it. I, like, I love watching these movies with someone like my sister who every 10 minutes is like, OK, I think this person did it. And then, a new, <laughs> and then a new scene pops up, and they're like, "Okay, I've changed my mind. I think this person did it." <laughs> so, like, right. that's right. that's the excitement of those movies. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. Is like you want to have the film be a little bit ahead of the audience every step of the way, because if people can figure things out before they've unfolded, then we haven't done our job. Yeah, and right. I and I almost think that it turns into. A, like you said, you want to be ahead of the audience. And I feel like you almost want to play with the audience too, where you're like, okay, I want to do this scene to put people on the trail of this person that I know isn't the person. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a red herring. Yeah. It's like a red herring. You want, you just want to throw something in. So they, they get off track and then they get, they're sort of off their pins as they're watching. Exactly. Exactly. So the film is diary. Uh, where can people go to check out this movie? Uh, they could go to uh, August 25th. We start streaming on Apple, iTunes, um, Amazon, Vimeo, and Google Play. Awesome. August 25th, next Tuesday. Guys, we you've got a week. Get excited. Get prepared. And then on Tuesday, go and watch Diary and see if you can figure out who it is. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us for uh, this little bonus episode. <laughs> no worries. Uh, August 25th, Apple TV, Amazon, Vimeo. Go check out Diary. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. The ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.